0: yo welcome back to the return to play podcast i'm steven navara and we're getting back into into football preseason games just happened it was it was fabulous to see the football up on the tv uh we are coming at you early week here um We were going to record like we usually do on a Thursday, but Danny had a mountain bike uh, horror story. Uh, Well, it wasn't a horror story, but it was pretty shitty. Why don't you explain? (laughs) Yeah, so I went for a little joyride
1: on the bike trail. Ended up with a flat tire at some point. Not sure how it happened, but uh, miles away from my car, mind you. Um, so that's, that's fun walking, walking with your bike with a pop tire. Uh, yeah, just, just all around was not fun. Phone's dead. I, I could have just like tied my bike up somewhere and Ubered back to my car or something and come, come back and got my bike. I don't know, but uh, phone was dead. Had to, had to walk with my bike for, for quite a ways. Um, yeah, it was, it was not
0: a fun night. Oh, that is uh, that's a tough one. When you when you messaged the group that it was obviously when you got your phone back to have it charged, I was just like, "Yeah, no, we're not gonna <laughs> we're not gonna do it tonight." And then my in laws were here this weekend, so it's fine. It's it's fine. We're doing it today. Uh, it's a nice day out. I just got a next door notification or a message someone said their wife got bit by a fucking copperhead snake like right in our neighborhood and like i don't know if there's a picture of one like every fucking week it seems like in this thing like all around and it's like i fucking hate it that that's just not something i want to deal with Mm -hmm. so that does suck down here fucking snake snake land and we have the perfect fucking grass, like tall grass outside in the, um, just covering the front of the house. It's like that long freaking low grass where a snake could just lay real cool in the cool dirt underneath the long grass. And uh, I don't like that. I don't like that there. So, oh, well, that, okay. So that, you're you're caught up on our lives now, listener. And... Let's get into the injury news. There was a ton of it from this first. It was a good thing we waited, honestly, uh, because there was so much injury news that happened because of the first preseason game. So look at us. Genius move. Um, the biggest story is obviously Zach Wilson, uh, torn meniscus, partially torn, because he's getting it uh, arth- arthroscopied. And I'm guessing four weeks from now is or I should say four weeks from the weekend would be week one right one two three four yeah he's got four full weeks to recover they'll probably throw him out there week one if I had to make a guess right now that's just a gut feeling what what do you think
1: I think the smart thing would be not to but it's the Jets so probably yeah well, um the the backup's Joe Flacco. Yeah, which is as much Joe Flacco jokes as I'll make. He still is a, a quality backup. You know, what I mean, you're not you're not significantly I wanna... hurt playing with <laughs> with Flacco. But I don't think the Jets have super high aspirations. I think they have potential for sure. But I think the smart thing to be would be to shut him down for a week or two. Is, I mean, it just depends. He could be hundred percent by then. So we'll see. But um, I don't really think this affects his fantasy value. If you were planning on taking him no. late, you weren't. You weren't starting him week one, anyways. You were kind of just taking him as a flyer in case he starts popping off. So, if you uh, were interested, in, if you were big on Zach Wilson this year, I don't think this really hurts his value. Might just take uh, a couple of weeks.
0: I think his offensive lineman Mikai Benton, uh, first round draft pick. That's a big blow to that offensive line. He probably was going to be a you know, a quality starter by mid season. Like he, he definitely had, you'd mm-hmm. have some figuring out to do rookie O alignment, o- but uh, I think he, he would have been a good addition to that team. And now, you know, the, the jets, the lines banged up, Zach Wilson's banged up. It's already, the jets are in mid season form. Uh, A quarterback you would maybe want to start, though, is Matt Stafford, and he does, in fact, have tendinitis in the elbow, kind of like we were suspecting, just like a soft tissue chronic injury. And when we say chronic, elbow tendinitis is not going to go away while you play NFL football every Sunday. And even if he doesn't (sighs) – so then if you rest him too during the week, it's going to be less reps he's getting at practice throughout the week. I know he's a long-time vet, but you still need to like stay in rhythm as a quarterback. So I think this is going to be a bad look for Matt Stafford this year.
1: Yeah, I agree. I, I, I would tread lightly with Stafford. Um, we, we touched on last episode about how it kind of similar to the the big Ben year when he ended up sitting out the whole year, having the elbow surgery. Um, he He's definitely still worth picking up, but, but definitely don't reach on him. If he, if you're getting him at real good value, you know, a, a late round, you can, you can take a chance on Matt Stafford, but uh, definitely a, a little bit of a, a yellow flag waving for, for the whole Rams offense. Really?
0: Yeah, of course, Alan Robinson, as soon as he gets on the Rams, <laughs> finally,
1: <laughs> Finally, has a quarterback, and and he might not actually have a quarterback. That's how, that's how it goes. I I saw a, a disgusting graphic. Um, his the the quarterbacks who have thrown him his career touchdown passes. And it was I had to. It was like, I mean, Blake Bortles, Trubisky, Andy Dalton had thrown like one, and then uh, Nick Foles had thrown a few. I mean, it was just a, it was a, it was a miserable <laughs>
0: list. Uh, Ah, poor guy. Um moving on wide receivers, Drake London Falcons uh had an ACL last year with USC and then now has another knee injury uh kinda undisclosed, I think, and he's gonna miss at least a week. Uh uh, so at least one week missed, if this carries on into two weeks missed, I'd say it's like struck something structural, uh, more than just soft tissue. And then, you know, at that point, he's probably going to be playing through knee pain all year as a rookie in the NFL. So down, down arrow for Drake London for me, and and he's a guy that's probably gonna rely on his speed. So I don't know if this is just a one week thing, and he's back and he looks good, like within ten days, like okay then it was nothing. But I think if this thing goes fourteen days or more, then um, another yellow flag guy, yellow card.
1: This this is a red flag for me. I'm not touching Drake London unless it's like a, a keeper league where you're planning on getting him in the last round and stashing him or something like that. Um, But like Steve touched on coming off the the ACL last year, um, uh, you know, so he was inactive for a while, finally getting back to full speed and and tweaks his knee. I wouldn't, uh, especially playing for the Falcons, who you know they aren't going to be... um, Oh, actually, it was a no. He was he was a broken ankle last year, not an ACL. I wrote that down wrong. But regardless, this is a guy who's who's we fixed it. Who's coming off of injury? You know, had had missed time. Has has kind of just getting back to that game speed, and is already hobbled again, playing for a bad team who who they, they have no the sense in rushing bad. him back. Right. So the Falcons are in a rebuild. Um. I don't think he's going to have a whole lot. Of, there's not going to be a whole lot of offense in that team as it is, right? Even if yeah. he's a hundred percent, I don't think he's going to give you much value this year. So, I, I I'm a I'm a red flag on Drake London. I don't think he's going to have a whole lot of fantasy value.
0: Yeah, uh, guy I do like late in best ball is Byron Pringle. Soft tissue injury, quad. Expect him back in a week or two. Uh, I think he's still going to be a great. Second option behind Darno Mooney in Chicago. I, I think the Bears are still a clusterfuck, uh, but I think he'll have some – Byron Pringle will have some spike weeks. Uh, good for best ball. The other new receiver in uh, Chicago is Nakiel he- Harry. Ah, I messed that up. Nikhil Harry. He- oh, God. Now I got the yips. Nikhil Harry you you pronounced the you pronounced the hard part right <laughs> yeah uh, had tightrope surgery for uh high ankle sprain can you explain that yeah so this is a uh, tua
1: tua had this uh multiple times um so you this is your uh your high ankle sprain which we've touched on before in podcasts but it's the um when your when your leg gets kind of trapped and you get rolled up on and your foot everts um so those ligaments that are being stretched on the on the inside of your foot it's the opposite direction of your common ankle sprain so the inside of your foot's what's being stretched but those ligaments are much stronger um so the injury generally happens higher up on your ankle that's why they call it a high ankle sprain people kind of have a misconception of thinking a high ankle sprain just means severe but high just means high on your leg so you're you actually have the damage in between your uh, your tibia and your fibula, your two lower leg bones, where that they kind of get pulled apart due to that force. Um, so the tightrope surgery, they go in and exactly like it sounds, they they kind of put a put a rope through there to to re close that gap and and hold those two bones together. Um, doesn't have an extensive return to action. um, They're targeting like a a, a You could have said the title
0: of the podcast.
1: Return. (laughs) Return to play pod in November. Um, At return to play
0: on at return to play pod on Twitter. But they are uh, I
1: I don't think Nikhil Harry has much value. It's it's tough to see for him someone who's trying to resurrect his career um, after New England just didn't work out. Uh, Former first-round pick, you know, hasn't really done much at all yet and kind of had his second chance, and it would be tough. Tough to come back from this, you know, on a bad offense, getting back to 100%. I don't think Nikhil Harry has much
0: value. No. Someone who I do think has value, a rookie, is Christian Watson, coming off the pup list for a, quote, routine knee cleanup, so probably had a little meniscus fraying. From college, smart choice, got it cleaned up. Uh, Aaron Rodgers is really fucking good quarterback. He's probably going to make the guys he's throwing to look better than they actually – he takes them to their highest potential. And I, why not for this guy? Um, Him and Alan Lazard, one and two. Why not? Yeah. Go ahead. Uh, I,
1: uh, Aaron Rodgers is going to put up – numbers I mean someone's got to catch the ball so all all the Packers receivers are going low in drafts and and you know one of them has to have Crazy. some kind of value so you don't really know who the guy really is going to be but um you know they're they're all worth taking a chance on I think take us in the uh, the next thing Oh yeah, so we got we got a bunch of a bunch of running back news here. Um, so first J.K. Dobbins, both him and Marcus Peters coming off the pup, um, which is obviously big news for the Ravens, who were just decimated by injuries last year. Um, as far as your fantasy value with J.K. Dobbins, I th- I, I th- I'm I'm confident in J.K. Dobbins. I think he's worth the worth taking at his you know his current value in drafts. Um, might be a Couple weeks before he's up to a hundred percent, or getting you know the volume that you expect from him. But whoever the running back is in that offense is gonna have fantasy value. So I'm, I'm pretty neutral on J.K. Dobbins. I, there, there, I mean, there's definitely some risk to it, but I think it's worth it.
0: I think he's worth uh, a pick if he if he falls to you in the right situation uh, and like the. <laughs> third fourth fifth round for a running back like why not um and i for best ball gus edwards is down at like the 17th round like gus edwards is coming back to play this year like he's he's gonna probably miss a few weeks to start the season but that's probably a good thing for a running back like he's basically gonna have a 12 game season now a 14 game season um that's way more manageable <laughs> on a running back than 18 games. So I do not hate running backs coming back early, you know, mid season, because um, then they're prime. I think they're in the they're hitting their stride in a fantasy playoff time. Yeah, uh, I mean, he's he, he's coming
1: off of ACL as well. So I mean, you're kind of in the same boat, but definitely if you're if you're getting him in the last round of the draft, I mean, it's worth taking a chance on. I mean, I don't think he'll have as much. I mean, obviously, if they're both healthy, Dobbins is the guy. So I wouldn't oh, yeah. reach, reach for Gus Edwards by any means, but he might have some potential. I do want to talk I, I, back to the Green Bay receivers for a second. I, I do want to say uh, I th- I think Sammy Watkins might be a decent late round, you know, your last round or whatever, a decent yeah, yeah. To, to take a chance on. Um, kind Agreed. of a, a, low, a low key signing. Um, and obviously, with his injury history you never know with him either but like I said Rodgers has to throw the ball to somebody so somebody, somebody's gonna get volume there so take a chance on Green Bay receivers yes completely
0: one 100% agree uh, moving back to running back Elijah Mitchell the guy's addicted to injuries he has had uh the tab went away, but he had five injuries last year. He missed probably close to half the season, I think. Um, and then starting out, you know, first week of camp, pulls his uh, – I think it's – yeah, hamstring. Pulls his hamstring. Like the dude's just injury prone. I think, again, some late-round players. Uh, Trey Sermon for best ball was going 18th round. Um Jeff Wilson was down there getting undrafted. And then there's that rookie Tyron Prince. Any of those three guys, like if Elijah Mitchell clearly has a history of not being able to, to stay healthy, especially Trey Sermon, I think. I think Trey Sermon has the highest ceiling uh, if and, and could become the dude uh, if Elijah Mitchell keeps missing time. Uh, you got anything else for any running backs? Uh. As far as the 49ers situation,
1: like Steve touched on, the, the frequent injuries for Elijah Mitchell have me worried. Would, especially the Niners backfield the past few years has just been so variable. They're just going to kind of give it to the hot hand. So I wouldn't reach on Elijah Mitchell. Um, a lot of these guys, Trey Sermon, uh, the uh, Tyrian Davis-Price, the rookie Steve touched on, I think that it, they're worth... A last round pick, especially in a in a best ball kind of league, but but I wouldn't. I don't trust anybody in the forty ers backfield right now. You saw last year how they basically converted um, Devo into a running back half the games. So yeah, yeah, they could sign somebody. They could trade for somebody. They're going to deal Garoppolo probably. They might get a, a running back in the trade. Who knows what's gonna what's going to I I I don't trust anybody in this 49ers backfield because it's been so inconsistent. Um obviously Elijah Mitchell has the the most value, but I don't think he'll be worth um the 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 draft position that you're going to get him at. So I would these these are red flags for me, I think if you if you're going to take one of the backups just as a high reward kind of situation with with your last pick, that's that's fine, but definitely don't reach on any of these guys. It's just going to be a week-to-week thing.
0: Yeah, so finishing up at tight end, um, not too much going on with them. Zach Ertz has a pulled calf. Uh, Not a great thing to have. Those kind of, I think, tend to linger, and then they kind of linger down into the Achilles. But I'm sure they have a good uh, medical team in Arizona. I think he's he's actually the only – athletic trainer that's like ever called me at murray state and like um i got to give him a briefing on one of the players that they were like looking at um so that was cool so yeah he seemed like a smart guy who knew what he was doing so Zach Ertz is in good hands with his bold calf uh, is my point i like Zach Ertz in fantasy this year i think he's a great uh mid-round guy to pick up as you're starting uh tight end in in seasonal leagues but the big news in uh green bay which this is the green bay episode now uh bob tonyan's back at it after tearing his acl in week eight but it was on thursday night football so he's got those two extra days of recovery in there so he's coming back to practice this week and I think he's going to have a fantastic season uh, ACL. He's had the proper amount of time to recover from it. So, you know, I think with these ACLs, just don't be scared. The statistics are in your favor that he doesn't re-tear it, if you want to look at it that way. Uh, so I'm attacking Bob Tanyan this year for sure in best ball already, but um, in seasonal. And, yeah, I, I, uh, Bob's one of my – my tight end guru guys, there. Not the
1: tight end guru, but I, I'm not as big on on Tanyan. Uh I think he his value was kind of overhyped because he had that string of touchdowns that he roped together. That was two years ago now, but um, I, obviously Green Bay, like we like we said, Aaron Rodgers has to throw the ball to somebody. But I don't think Tanya's gonna have that high of fantasy value. I don't think he's a top tier tight end guy or even a even a moderate tier tight end guy. I think he's a low end.
0: I think he but, has I mean, he, boomer bust weeks.
1: Yeah, definitely boomer bust weeks. I mean he's your he's a top twenty, top fifteen fantasy tight end, but nothing <laughs> nothing I would reach for. I do love Ertz though, especially with uh I remember DeAndre Hopkins missing the first six weeks. So more more targets to go around for Ertz.
0: I like that as a as a tight end pick. I'll be I will be finding those DFS weeks where it's going to be the Bob Donyan wrecking ball week. That's I'm going to find those. Uh, I think that does it for injury news. We have this was kind of a longer list from recapping the preseason games. So I kind of like how we did that. Um, but in the regular season, it's a lot tougher to do injury news on a monday night because like nothing's gonna come out until um tuesday at the earliest on these guys so it'd be kind of stupid to do it this way in the season but worked out good here and then later this week we're gonna do an afc north preview because obviously um you know that's our that's our division so we know the most about we are (laughs) Uh, I've been. I know more about the AFC North than maybe ten other teams collectively, even even more maybe. Um, uh,
1: let me let me touch on the AFC North QB drama here, segueing into that real quick. Uh, so yeah, pre- much, preview
0: the Thursday
1: episode. Pre- pretty much all four teams. Well, well, just just the QB drama right now. All four teams kind of have something going on. Burrow back to practice this week after his uh, appendectomy should be good for week one. Um, Lamar Jackson, the uh, contract situation, still still no extension. Uh, d- yellow flag for Lamar. You don't even. He might not end up playing week one. Who knows what's going to happen with that? In My opinion. The Desha- the the best part about the Browns being so stupid and giving Deshaun all <laughs> that money is it's screwing the Ravens over because obviously Lamar wants his money. I don't know if I don't know what number he's holding out for. I think if it's an outrageous number, obviously the Ravens are just backed into a corner. I wouldn't shell out two hundred thirty million fully guaranteed because that's that's what poverty franchises do. But <laughs> on the same on the same token, Lamar has to get his money, especially being someone who relies so much on his athleticism. He's one awkward step away from losing two hundred million dollars. So, uh, I, I think for him to I think he needs a contract to to step onto the field. It's kind of like the TJ Watt situation last year. So, who knows? Hopefully, they can get it done. Well, for for as far as the Steelers, hopefully, they can't get it done. So, <laughs> I would love for Lamar to hold out at least until they play the Steelers. We'll see. We'll see what transpires with that. But you know, wave a little yellow flag when you're when you're uh, thinking about drafting Lamar, um, Deshaun Watson, the so per the rules the the expedited process of the appeal it's supposed to be within 12 days is what i read today and i think today is day 12 so expect a uh you know hopefully they'll have a decision by the time this this airs I, maybe maybe tomorrow's the day i don't know what's what's actually going on with that but deshaun everything i'm hearing looks like more more of that year-long suspension coming which Actually, might be a, a blessing in disguise for for the Browns if that pushes his contract back a year. That'll actually help with their cap situation next year. And if he's missing most of the, this year, anyways, he probably aren't making the playoffs or competing for anything. So, a year suspension might actually be a blessing in disguise for Cleveland. More more to come once once more info comes out on that. Steelers, uh, all all three of their QBs looked good. Um. And now we're hearing yeah. some 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 trade. I th- I think Trubisky looked excellent, which is which was yeah great, uh, reassuring for me. Um, Mason Rudolph looked good, and now you're hearing trade rumors of that. Saw today that that the Lions might be a potential suitor for a Mason Rudolph trade. Pickett, I think his performance is being overhyped. He definitely had a little little shakiness. at at times just just rookie kind of things. He's not ready to be the guy for sure, but definitely showed potential for the future. Um, took a stupid sack on fourth down, which, which, uh, yeah. you know, just rookie kind of things. But if, if, if Pittsburgh is going to ship Rudolph, Rudolph takes more shit than he deserves. But if he, if he's a quality backup, he definitely isn't the guy, but he's a good backup to have. So if Pittsburgh is going to dump him off, then that means they're big on Trubisky, in my opinion. So hopefully hopefully that's that's a good sign but more so next week lots of lots of AFC North QB drama will be developing and um (laughs) so that's
0: we'll we'll get we'll get you more as that comes to fruition and maybe we'll we'll like we'll do the whole we'll dissect all four teams and then we gotta each put in an exact outcome AFC North uh bet so one two three four um Those are those are all payout good, obviously. So um that'll that'll come to you Thursday. So let's finish up the show with everyone's favorite segment draw of the week. Uh big big week in the EPL this last week. The coaches, uh or I'm sorry, the managers got in each other's face, uh gave a little fuck you to each other at the end of the Chelsea Tottenham Spurs game. Uh you know, whatever uh, English English uh, drama. No one's going to actually throw a punch on the pitch, and um, that's not how British people do it. And uh, anything else on that? Uh, quickly,
1: I I got nothing. It was definitely, I, definitely uh, interesting to watch. Chelsea certainly got got the, uh, the the raw end of the deal on some calls, and uh, Tottenham snuck out of there with a draw. So. I I understand the frustration on on Chelsea's part, but uh, yeah, it'd be be interesting to see a, an old an old British brawl between some middle aged. <laughs> well, no, Tuchel, uh, Chelsea's Chelsea's coach is German actually, but but none of them none of them Europeans are going to get into fisticuffs on the uh, on the pitch <laughs> there.
0: Uh, and then Man Manchester City is looking fantastic with uh, Holland.
1: Oh yeah, he's he's the real deal. um Yeah, so that's uh, he's just that he's so damn like I don't know how you can guard him. The one goal, just like he's so big and so fast. Like it just it they just gave like a deep through ball and he just completely outpaced everybody and just one touched it into the goal. And I'm like, I'm like, how do you even stop this kid?
0: Yeah, I picked the right franchise. Um... As a youth for soccer, uh, I feel like. Um, So, yeah, let's do the draws of the week. My draw of the week uh, just popped off the page for me. It's Crystal Palace versus Aston Villa. And uh, these are just two consistently mid-teams. And they will play to a 1-1 draw.
1: I'm going to hit you with some, uh, some Sunday... Premier League action. Uh, this this is a tough one for me. Chelsea certainly is the better team, but I'm looking at Chelsea versus uh, versus Leeds. Uh, it, it, as a as a diehard American, this is a obviously politics my guy, and I'm I'm gonna follow Chelsea and root for them. But Leeds has developed into I, I've been I've been dubbing them quote unquote America East. Uh, you have Jesse Marsh at the helm, the uh, the um the American coach, in the the Premier League, the real life Ted Bundy. Ted Bundy. <laughs> <laughs> Ted, Ted Lasso. I cannot confirm or deny if he is also a serial killer behind the scenes, but he is at least a real life Ted Lasso. Uh and then you have uh Tyler Adams and Brendan Aronson. Aronson looking fantastic. Um love that kid. He's he's a uh, there's so much young American talent right now, it's it's awesome to see. But but Leeds, you have have the three Americans over there turning it around. Both these guys sitting at four points through two games. Uh, Leeds definitely overachieving. We'll see if they can pull off a draw against Chelsea. I'm mostly picking it because I don't know which team to actually root for. So, fuck it. 2-2 two, two, draw. And, okay. and the Americans score all the goals. Why not?
0: I like that. I... Uh... Nah, I don't know where where that takes us. Where does big, that take us big, now?
1: Big news here, big big news. Within uh, within minutes of starting recording this this pod, the news drops. Carl Nassib returning to the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, the Tampa Bay Football Bucks, where he had his most productive seasons. The LGBTQIA plus free agent signing of the week, Carl Nassib i'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped, and we got our segment back. I knew he, he had to get picked up somewhere. so so big time news here from a Penn State boy and for our uh, our uh, most entertaining yet cancelable uh, segment of the pod.
0: Yes, we thought how many weeks could we get away with Jalen Ramsey uh, as a running joke, but uh, this is much better scenario. So, I think that wraps up a, a fairly short episode. I, that's definitely less than an hour.
1: No, oh, that was, um, yeah, that was less half, than, less than 40. We're sitting, we're sitting just above. Yeah, we're less sweet, than 40.
0: Sweet little half-hour episode to get your week started here. Uh, uh, it's starting to – we're having – it seems like we're getting a cool front. I know Ohio is cool. I looked at the weather for South Carolina. It looks like we're going to have – A few cool days in a row. So enjoy it. Enjoy this little dip because it's going to get fucking hot again for late August, early September. Like, that's just facts. So, you know, have a good week. Make the most of it. Make the most of the good weather. And above all, stay healthy, America.